0: Welcome to another episode of Alps in Brief, coming to you from the historic Florence building in beautiful downtown Missoula. My name is Leah Gouley, and I'm the underwriting manager here at Alps. On the personal side, I'm also a new mom to a now four-month-old daughter, and every day is really a learning experience in the delicate balance between work and family. There are two things that I passionately love, but that create some very challenging days and prompt some very challenging decisions. So to explore one of this, part of this topic, today we have Brooke Barney, a founding member at Barney and Graham in Sheridan, Wyoming. So please welcome Brooke. Thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. Thank you for having me Leah. Brooke has an impressive track record in her practice in bankruptcy and family law, helping her community and positioning herself as a leader in the profession. But today she's here to talk about those impressive work accomplishments and how she blended those with personal ambitions. So, Brooke, to get us started, would you tell us a little bit about your own journey into law? Sure.
1: Um, my, uh, I think my journey probably began just as long as I can remember. I've always wanted to be an attorney. My father is an attorney, and so I just grew up with that. Um, obviously, wasn't discouraged to go into the, the legal profession by my, my dad. I don't know that he um, pushed it on me at all. I just uh, That's just as long as I can remember, it's been in my head that I wanted to be an attorney. Um, so that was always a goal of mine. I grew up, you know, in a law office. I remember my dad meeting with clients and I'd be in his other conference room. And uh, so it's just probably something, uh, uh, you know, subconsciously <laughs> that uh, right. uh, would put in me. But no, I, um, I I always had the goal of becoming an attorney, not necessarily what particular type of attorney. I uh, kind of found through law school what things I was interested in. And of course, you really don't know what you enjoy until you're actually practicing, actually of taking on that clients, and so kind of found my uh, my fields that way. Once I actually began practicing,
0: did you at the time entering into the the profession, whether in law school or after starting your own practice, start to think about that in combination with a family? So
1: um, really, I uh, I think that. When I, I thought about having a legal career, I don't know that I factored in um, how I would balance that with being a mom or to have a family. Because you know, um, you know, when you're 19, I think you know, you're very focused on next step is you know uh, getting my bachelor's, and the next step is Absolutely. getting law school, and then passing the bar. Uh, but of course, you know, once you find your significant other, you get married, that definitely becomes more into focus, and. Uh, I have two children. I have a, a four-year-old daughter, um, and and you just have your four-month-old daughter. Um, I have a two-year-old son, or two-month-old son that I've just had. So um, I have you? two kiddos, um, both of which were very, uh, very much planned and and anticipated. And so I really um, tried to mold my practice and make that conducive to the time that I was going to be having kids. And so. Um, I focused the majority of my my early practice, probably 10, 11 years, on uh, primarily family law or domestic relations. Um, I've always been a guardian ad litem, so I've represented children in abuse and neglect cases um, and had a contract with the state for um, juvenile work. And then I've I've also practiced bankruptcies. Um, When I I was anticipating that I was going to uh, try for our first child, um, I really... Uh, had to plan that about a year in advance uh, because when you're in litigation um, trials around here in our docket they get scheduled nine months a year out so I didn't want to have a trial if possible uh, also going to be having a baby Um, so I I purposely started scaling back on taking consultations for cases that I I didn't want to um, accept and then be committed to, to having, you know, trials all stacked up right when I was going to be having a baby. So um, I had that. That was how I did it. That was my planning um, to, to try to balance that litigation. Um, and then, of course, resumed taking cases again once the baby was actually here. Um, with my second child, uh, I tended to kind of shift the type of practice that I've had um, because I found that with family law, it's just a it's a different type of clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, it, they're more high maintenance. Um, the clients just just need you to be more accessible. Um, so I've really tried to shift in the last couple of years my type of practice to more of bankruptcy because I found that that lends a little bit more to to having a family. Um, so again, anticipating having a second child, um, and it's taken years to kind of shift and phase out. I, I still have domestic cases but not primarily, which is what I had when I, I had my first child. So now with the bankruptcy work it's a it's a little bit easier with with two kids.
0: That's so interesting and just something you don't consider certainly um outside of the law profession I don't think folks realize the amount of planning and strategy that then goes into to starting <laughs> a family.
1: Right? I don't know if anybody's mm-hmm. like that, but that that's how I did it. I'm very much a planner and so I I I knew that um, I I couldn't have that type of caseload or or litigation practice at the same time uh, that I was trying to have a baby. At least I I wanted to be able to focus on myself, my health. Um, I didn't want that extra stress Mm -hmm. um, at the time that I was, you know, trying to conceive or, um, you know, trying to, you know, have a healthy baby.
0: Right. That's how I did it. Yeah. Well, and one of the other interesting things, um, so tell me, I guess, how Barney and Graham got started and, mm-hmm. and kind of your approach to work life in that aspect as well.
1: Sure. So, um, I, uh, moved to Sheridan and because I accepted an associate position, uh, out of law school and I, I practiced with, um, an, an attorney here, uh, for probably about four years. And then, um, my husband was working for a, a title, um, uh, attorney in town doing oil and gas work. Uh, we, um, we actually ended up practicing in the, the same office with my, uh, my former, um, uh, employer. And so we, we actually decided to start our own firm. Um, so we, we've been in business, I think seven or eight years now. Um, so we, we decided to start So I'm, I'm the Barney and my husband's the Graham of the Barney okay. and Graham. Um, we we've now been in business. Yeah. I think probably going on eight years. And uh, since that time, we've opened up a, a satellite office. So we we are located primarily in Sheridan. There's uh, another office that we have about an hour and a half away in Gillette, Wyoming. And we've uh, we've hired um, two associates, and we just actually hired two more associates. Um, so we're going to have six total attorneys in our firm. And so we've kind of grown um, from just Wes and I, my husband and I, to to now having you know um, four other employees. Um, so we were excited about our new hires. They um, actually are our new moms as well. Uh, one just wow. had a baby in uh, September. I'm sorry, one had yeah, one had a baby in September, the other had a baby in October. Um, so we're gonna have, uh, you know, two new babies come in with my two month old. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and And I think part of the uh, the dry supposed to our firm um, is we, uh, we have a um, child care center in our firm. Um, so these these new associates are new moms and they're kind of looking to work part time and still be moms. And I I don't think that a, a lot of firms looking for new associates are interested in in part time mm-hmm. new moms. Uh So we uh, we are extremely flexible in our firm. Uh, we really highly value the balance of, uh, you know, home life prioritizing your family and being able to work. Uh, we, um, you know, this is what we do. It's not who we are. It doesn't define us. Um, you know, we, I, I very much in, enjoy my practice and um, really value working with my clients. But I um, I also understand that really what is important is family um, and, and my kids. And so, uh, you know, I don't know if anyone ever achieves the perfect balance. I feel like it's right. more juggling right. at the time than balancing anything. Uh, I once heard someone say, "Really, there there is no way, you know, to balance it all—being a mom and being a practice." You're really, uh, you feel like you're failing on one end, and so you overcompensate, and and you're going heavy that end. Then you overcompensate on what exactly. you're lacking. The way. and that's why I see more of kind of the juggle than than really a balance. Um, right. But but yeah, so that's, um, that's something that we're excited about. We're having two new associates, um, here starting and, uh, what, what we have in place in our firm is a infinite work program. And so, uh, employees can bring their, uh, their children to work essentially their babies. Um, and they can be in their office with them up until six months. And so that's kind of a, a step below, um, of the, the childcare center. So, you know, new moms might not want to put their baby with someone full time. And so they can bring their baby to work, have them in the office, as long as they're not a disruption to the office or or to other people working and um, how it works with the infinite work program is uh, they can designate an alternate care provider um, and the alternate care provider, as long as they agree, uh, you know, can watch baby. Why maybe they need to take a phone call or need to go down and meet Mm -hmm. with clients. They just need to have baby free time so they can work um, but really mom is, you know, the, the designated primary caregiver when they're at work under this program. So I, for example, have a little mamaroo rocker set up in my office. Okay. And so I can bring in baby and he rocks, while I, you know, get my work done at the office and we're going to, you know, have swings and things available for new associates for them to have their babies for starting.
0: What an awesome concept. Um, then, past that six months, do you then have an actual child care facility? Yes,
1: yes, we do. Wow. So we have a uh, a licensed and and certified child care um, center. Uh, so we have um, that available. I mean, that that's available as well. Really, the state doesn't um, allow uh, infants younger than um, six weeks to to come and and be part of the child care center. So anytime after six weeks um, uh, up until you know kindergarten, Uh, We can have kiddos down um, and it's actually located on site in our um, building. Uh, Clients don't know that we have this going on and we don't advertise it. But right now below me in my conference room is uh, our child care center. And so we can have kiddos below us and um, moms and parents, because my my husband's here too. So dads too can go down and and check on their kids and be able to see them during the day, which has been really nice. Um, We, uh, we really uh, kind of ventured into that uh, when we moved into this building about four years ago, and I was having my uh, my first child. Uh, we, you know, checked in with staff and other attorneys that we had at that time about what would be the best benefit to them, um, you know, because we're we're still a younger firm and identifying what um, people would like retirement or healthcare, uh-huh. care um, and really resoundingly, everybody responded. Child care. Um, we had two staff with, um, you know, one or two year olds at that time. We had another associate attorney who also had a a young child, and then we had our new child coming. So um, we decided to to we had the space and it was a need of both staff and attorneys in our firm. So we decided to create the child care center.
0: That is such a unique and differentiating way to attract great talent um, and take advantage of those folks who want some more balance, as we like to call it, or juggling, um, but not want to be full-time, 60-, 80-hour-a-week attorneys, Um, which kind of leads me into my next question. We've talked about in the past that law school classes are roughly 50-50 male-female uh, these days, but overall, there's just a large excess of women leaving the legal profession. Do you have any thoughts on what's playing into that specifically?
1: Yes, I mean, I I, I see for women, um, and, and I know that uh, society is very different. Uh, the The fathers, I think, of our, our you know our dads. Um, I, their contribution, I suppose, to child care uh, was, was very different than I think our husbands these days. You know, dads are very involved in helping, but but I think it still falls to women to be the default primary caretaker. Um, you know, I what I've observed is even with, if, with my female attorneys, um, they, they have, you know, a better job, better paying job than their spouses. Um, they have probably, you know, more flexibility, but if the child is sick, um, it's them who's going to be taking work off. It's not husband. Um, that that's personally what I've I've observed as an employer. Um, I've seen that with my staff. I've seen that with um, with my attorney uh, associates. It just always seems to fall to to mom um, to take care of kid and um, and that's regardless of their their status or, or their job position. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's very difficult. So so when we're talking about balancing or prioritizing um you know you have two roles you have two responsibilities you're an attorney you need to service your clients but you also have uh, the responsibility of being a parent and when you when you're trying to run your practice and and service your clients but your your kid gets sick or you know daycare ends at five o'clock or five thirty. 30. yes um, you you have to you have to check out you have to go take care of your your second job your next responsibility Um, because there's, there's no one else who's going to cover for you. And so what I found again, when I was talking about planning for what type of practice I would have that would lend to having a family, um, what I found is, uh, your time is so much more limited when you have children, you know, when you don't have a kid, you can put in as many hours as you want, you know, and I did, you know, I would work late. I would come in early. I would come in on the weekends. Um, and, and it's just because that, that's what it took to keep up with the practice. Um, when you have children, uh, you are, you know, unless you're, you're going to completely put your can on the couch and ignore them all night, but infants, you know, they need more time. They need all of the attention. Um, they do. It, it's, so much, it's so much, it's so much more difficult. So, uh, it can still be done, uh, but you have to find the hours elsewhere. You're, you're up all night with the baby, but then you're gonna have to keep staying up to, get in those four or five hours in the morning to work on your laptop or stay up late after the baby goes down or your kids go down. So you can find the hours, but they're going to be, uh, you know, cutting into maybe sleep time or whatever. I've um, I've responded to emails with this new baby at 145 in the morning <laughs> and, and they th- clients think that's odd or I'm very dedicated to their case because right. I'm up at 145. We never saw to emails, but I'm up anyway. And, and that's uh, when I found a key extra hours of the extra time to work. So, Perfect. um, so when, when we're talking about, to get back to your question, we're talking about why we see that. Um, I think that it, it just, it, it's a challenge, I think for women, especially, um, with the expectation for billable hours. Uh, you know, like I say, I think our firm is very unique, um, in that we are extremely flexible. Uh, we, we prioritize the work-life balance. Um, I mean, we we still expect everybody to get their work done and, and to provide quality work for our, our clients. But um, I think for for the traditional law firm, um, that model is is very hard. I think, especially for uh, women with pre K kids. You know, when, once they're in school, I think that that kind of changes a little bit. But childcare is a huge obstacle, I think. Um, and I've heard stories, you know, from classmates of mine who. And this is, applies to dads, too. You know, I hear about um, dads uh, in bigger cities, right? And we're in Wyoming and you're in Montana, mm-hmm. so we don't experience the commuting issue, right? The extra hour or two yes. it takes to get home. Um, but, you know, you hear stories about people you know, working, you know, late at night, and then they drive their hour or two to get home just in time, maybe to catch a uh, reading a book before bed, you know, and that's all the time that they really get with their kids. Um, I, I've heard of that even in, in Montana, and in some of these bigger firms, with the expectations of how much they have to work. Um, you know, there, there really isn't any time with their kids. And, and you're essentially just paying for someone else to raise your children for you uh, in childcare. And, and that's that's hard, and I um, I think that again uh, men and, and dads are much more involved I think with the the raising of children, but it seems that it still I think falls to to women and to mothers um, to be primary caretakers, and so that challenge is once they start having kids, how do they still practice? And for these you know two new associates that we have, it's because we're we're going to allow them to have a part time position and to. And eventually they may go full time and, and they can, you know, phase that uh, practice back more into their lives. But um, but yeah, I, I think that childcare, care, uh, you know, having a family and, and continuing to keep up with the expectations of the billable hour, that is a, probably a huge reason for lack of advancement for women in law firms and also for right. um,
0: women deciding
1: to leave the profession.
0: Right. Um, so that does lead. Also then into kind of my next question, in this experience through your business model in blending it with a child care center and a law firm practice, acknowledging these challenges that women specifically, and you have mentioned absolutely there's dads in the mix and it's a family juggle, but specifically women do do face a little bit more of that burden or what I've heard called the mental load, making sure that people have you know the appointments on the calendar they need to have for shots, making sure... There's groceries in the fridge, type of thing that typically falls to the the females in the relationship. Um, In looking at your business model and trying to solve that from the piece of childcare, what uh, have you what have you learned out of that experience?
1: Well, I I found that um, us offering that benefit um, has definitely contributed to having employees stay longer. Um, So I think it's been a benefit to the firm uh, to offer childcare because. Um, I think there's more job satisfaction. Parents are able to focus on their work because they know their children are being cared for. They can personally go down and, and, you know, see their kids and check in on them, make sure they're doing fine and and get that gratification of of seeing their kiddo. Maybe when they're feeling burnt out, they could go down and get refreshed, give their kid a hug and then be able to come back up. Um, So I think it helps with job performance. It's helped with longevity, with keeping employees here. Um, and, uh, and I think that people are happier because again, um, they, they have that flexibility where, uh, they can bring in their, their infants or infants can be with them in their office. And then when they, they get old enough that they need a different type of care, um, we have onsite care so they can go down and do that. So I think, um, that's the benefit that I've seen with implementing that benefit in our firm is, uh, it's, it's, it's lended, it's, it's helped the firm in our performance and, and with our employees. Um, so it's been a, a good thing for us to do.
0: Fantastic. Um, last and just kind of a closing thought here, it's definitely clear that starting or growing a family comes with these challenges. Um, so for those thinking about kind of the future balance and or those juggling their way through it now, any advice well, um, I think if, there, if, if you're
1: planning on having a family and you want to stay actively in your practice, I think it does take some planning. Um, I mean, it will help the transition, I suppose, if you plan. Uh, you need to have a child care plan, a solid child care plan. So uh, I know that there's, at least in our community, and I'm reading about it in other communities in the state, of just the difficulty of even getting childcare, getting into a center. Absolutely. So get waitlisted as soon as you're um, expecting to uh, try to conceive. Um, that way, you can have the peace of mind of, of having you know childcare in place. Um, have a support system. Have backups. Uh, if you can utilize family or friends, so that um, you know you might. Uh, have your child in childcare, but then they um, they send them home because they're sick. You still have court, and so you have to have a backup. You need to um, have someone lined up that's going to help uh, support you. Um, so when they say it takes a village, you know, to raise a child, it really does. So um, some people are are fortunate um, than others to have a, a family, a big support system, extended family. Um, if you have that, then, then that's wonderful to to utilize. But if not really try to, to, you know, facilitate and have those backups ready to go. Um, so so having a, a solid childcare plan is one. But I think also really evaluate um, what type of practice that you want to have. Um, you know, certain, I think, areas lend a little bit more to being able to, um, t- to have a little more flexibility, I suppose, uh, with having a family. Um, if you're a transactional attorney, I think that, that that's a lot easier, um, or, or I guess um, I, I, it will facilitate a, a I guess a balance a little bit right. easier. Yeah, um, you can still litigate. You can definitely still have a um, a, a practice where you're going to go to court and and um, but but again, I think um, at least personally, I've been able to uh, find the balance a little bit more by transitioning and shifting the type of practice I've had. At least while I, I'm having. Younger children. Um, I mean, I I see being able to phase back in when I can put in more hours because my children are older and can sustain themselves a little bit more. They're not so dependent on me. But um, but so when you're planning, I think you know just how are you going to do it? You know, lo- what are logistically how are you going to continue to practice? But when you have these other responsibilities, um, so having a solid childcare plan is is key. And then um, thinking about uh, you know. Also, just what do you want, you know, and does your current law firm facilitate that? You know, do you um, do you still want to have the the same um, level of practice that you have with this, you know, many clients and the same caseload and keep that plus, you know, having your kid or um, do you want to have a little more balance with more home time? And and so you just need to be honest with your employer um, so that they know what to expect of you after the fact and hopefully. Um, that will leave in satisfaction on both ends they're not upset because you're not having the same level of performance after you've you know come back from having baby um, and you're uh, you're you know having satisfaction with your job and still being able to factor in this new piece of your life and um, being able to have a family so it's it's not easy that's why they call it the balance you know no no one has the the answer to um to really how do you do it but um, at least personally, how you know, we've made that transition for myself, our staff, and our other associate attorneys is, is to, to offer the flexibility and then to you know, give them the peace of mind by having quality childcare on site.
0: Well, those are truly words of wisdom, I think, to ask yourself what you really want and then see what options are out there, or in your case, create those options to meet the need and to support your firm. That's fantastic. Um, I, again, thank you so much for spending your time with us this morning. Um, we think you're a rock star, and we appreciate everything that you've uh, provided for us today. Well, thank you, Larry. I appreciate the opportunity to speak about it. And um, if
1: anyone's interested in, in how to implement this similar program, and may be happy to to visit with them. There are, there are a lot of different ways you can do this. It doesn't have to be a, a full-on, on-site child care facility, um, you know, even... Um, other ways of, of maybe providing that as a benefit to your staff is uh, working um, you know, with other local child care facilities, maybe uh, um, subsidizing their own child care, you know, helping them, uh, helping you know staff by being able to afford child care. i I know when we had um, staff who, you know, we've been with this a long time. she's about to have her second child, and it really wasn't financially, um, you know, it didn't make sense for her to continue to work because she's going to be paying for childcare with two children, and so we were looking at losing her. And and you know, again, because we transitioned to having this site childcare benefit, she was able to stay with us. But if we didn't have that, like other employers, um, perhaps considering that as a benefit of helping contribute financially to their childcare as a as a benefit, a way to keep staff. Um, so that's just that's an easier way, maybe. Uh, to implement that into someone's sperm. Excellent.
0: Okay. Excellent.
1: All right. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yes. Great to have you. Thank Thanks you. to everyone for listening, and we will see you again next time for Alps in Brief.